Hello and welcome back to another week at Drone DJ. Uh, first of all, I missed the question mark at the end. Thanks for pointing it out, Kirk. <laughs> it should be remote ID is coming. Ah, uh, we don't know. That's part of the discussion. Um, let me share the news we found from a commercial UAV Expo this week. <clears throat> yeah, which has made things even more confusing than it is. I feel like. <laughs> Um, it's not official, official, but a FA official confirms at Commercial UAV Expo, and their exact words are: "Let me find it. You are going to get relief. It's just a matter of what that relief looks like." Yes, and then he literally goes on and says, "This is a supply chain issue, and the only uh, this, there's only so many chips in the world. Um, so this looks like it's it's kind of a relief more on the." Uh, not, like, not the consumer and making consumers are compliant because let's be honest, most of us are flying DJI drones and DJI or the blue SUAS compliant. Yeah, it's more for the manufacturers who are trying to manufacturers become trying to become compliant. Which um, I guess I don't follow those manufacturers as much because I know this remote idea is when we talk about remote idea, we talk about more on the consumer side, but this is you know industry wide uh, for drones. So you know you have companies to make delivery drones. Uh, you know the blue AS drones, uh, everything like that, and they're trying to become. And then you also well. have uh, AMA. You have recreational users too. Yeah, so everyone's trying to become more and more compliant. Uh, getting you know building for those that don't fly drones that have it built in. You know, I get the modules and how many modules we <clears> produce. I guess. Uh, so there's all those details. I guess we don't really know about. I uh, know the details of it, at least. So apparently, there might be relief uh, uh, relief coming, or. Uh, delay coming to the compliance which is set for next and week just to next incorporate week uh, legal wording um if it says relief then my guess would be the remote id would still happen but there may be a grace period of some sort that would be that yes because because like, certain channels i mean some vloggers have been saying oh it's been canceled and some vloggers have been saying it's been delayed Based on official wording, my guess would be it's, it's not going to be canceled. It's not going to go away. No, it's, it's not coming. Yeah, we may get a grace period depending on, like, relief. They said depending on the kind of relief, so we don't know. Uh, but let's backtrack for a sec. Let's just quickly recap <clears throat> remote ID in general. What is remote ID to start with? Yeah, so pretty much remote ID, if you're, if you're not, if, you, if you're this far into the game, you don't know what remote ID is, uh, Wow, you've been living on a rock. But uh, remote ID is pretty much the compliance that FAA wants uh, to integrate the drones and pretty much all UAS systems into their national airspace. Uh, so similar to, it's kind of similar to a trans, kind of like the transponder on a airplane uh, or a uh, uh, ADSB on an airplane. Uh, it pretty much it's going to broadcast your location, the drone's location, a, a unique identifier, and the more controversial topic, the location of the pilot, the pilot. and its landing zone. Yes. Um, so it's also going to have transmit a bunch of personal identification, but that's not public. So those first three items are public, but the more personal information um, to broadcast to the FAA. Um, or and- uh, it's more about the public safety um, if they have access or FAA is going to release access um, uh, of their database to public yeah. safety so that That's... they can look up who registered, you know, who, the registration of the drone, like more detailed personal information, right? Yeah, that, that part, I think, is still a question, like mm-hmm. how is that going to be distributed? Um, right. is, it, is it only through requests to the FAA or are they going to like we don't, off the we rise? Don't, they're going to have some kind of shared database. to have it, yeah. 
So but that's common before, um, like something will get released, and then they they have to figure out <laughs> among themselves whether or not they have a working feasible system. Um, now a couple of notes on the remote ID. It applies to almost all, right? Almost everyone in the national airspace, except uh, uh, why did they stop? Can you still see me, Kirk? Yeah, yeah I I removed it because we weren't talking gotcha. about it. So, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, cool. There we go. I uh, just want to make sure tech side didn't just. <laughs> it's all good. Don't worry. Um, okay. So yeah. So going back to you know almost replies to everyone. I believe if you fly sub two fifty. And if you fly for recreational, I believe mm-hmm. you you don't have to have a drone that complies with remote ID. Um, but again, that's up for debate given the current situation. The, the two the two uh, exemptions are if you fly sub two fifty and you only fly recreational purposes, and yeah. then if you fly at an FA recognized identification area. So which is the FRIA. So FA recognized areas, yeah. identification areas, FRIAs, uh, which are commonly your AMA. Right, recreational AMA field. And, and um, for model aircraft, which is interesting. Right. If, if we're, I wonder how many model aircraft pilots fly outside of those. And I wonder if that's a big, I wonder if the FAA is concerned about those. Because everyone, if it's, well, let's, let's again go back a step. Uh, if you yeah. follow the AMA community, I believe their complaints were um, majority of the AMA fields who submitted their application to be approved for FRIAS haven't been approved yet yeah so they were saying if we're going for the september 16th deadline then hey faa maybe you should have put more personnel communications to make sure that the applications who go for freeas should be approved or should be addressed before we actually hit september 16th so that was the message from ama i wonder if there's i wonder if they're looking at a relief as an um excluding model aircraft in that area um because well, I... yeah, and also along that note, if you're flying typical drones, quadcopters, majority of the newer DJI models, Altao models, even Skydio models, um, they all comply with remote ID, meaning that all you have to do is update your firmware. You don't yeah. have to do anything else. It Which... will turn on a remote ID, but you always, it also means you cannot turn off remote ID. It's it's there. That's it. But you don't have well, to. I wonder. I wonder if there will be come. I, I don't see any option. I wonder if they will be if there's going to be another firmware update on the 16th or something, or whenever this becomes a compliant. If they do delay it or if they don't delay it, whatever happens, because the Mini Three and Mini Three Pro have remote ID mm-hmm. built in, but you're not uh, per the regulations. If you're flying those and they're sub 250, if you're not using the the plus batteries, you don't need to have remote ID. Correct. So I wonder if there will be an issue if. They're forcing remote. If G, if DJI forces remote ID on someone who doesn't need remote ID, I wonder if they. Well, that question is on, on the airplane. Yeah, you can manually turn off your transponder, right? Yeah. So it's I wonder if there's going to be an update come when it comes in compliance that they actually might let you turn it off. That's up for the yeah. I I don't know. I guess we shall see. Which I'm sure is going to be abused within three seconds of it. I know. It's like one of the things where it's like it, it, it's like if we're if we gotta be treated like or, or, okay, I was trying not to get into the argument of whether or not try to be equal to uh airplane to airplanes. But like uh you know, if, if if transponders can be turned off, like why can't remote ID be turned off? You know well I mean? like, no, the other the other side the other side of that is I'm gonna turn the table to say, hey, we're supposed to serve as a good example. 
right? Mm-hmm. The whole point of DJI putting remote ID on the very affordable drones is almost, you know, a slap in the face to general aviation to say, hey, for $2,000 drone, we can put this. How come your $100,000 airplane can put, you know, transponder or have it on the whole time? So it's mm-hmm. also about we should do the right thing. If we are going to integrate into the airspace and we want the airspace to change to accept us, maybe we should serve as a good example to do the right thing. Um, not just to say, because they have it, we should have it too, right? Amen. <laughs> I can't really argue with that at all because it's uh, it's kind of those things where if, you know, if, if even when we're flying outside of controlled airspace, you know, if we're, you know, where general aviation doesn't have to have, you know, their, their ADSB or our transponder going, like, maybe we shouldn't have remote ID going. But, uh, you know, I don't want to bring that, that argument because I don't want people to get the idea that we should do that because we shouldn't. We should have remote ID on all the time, which I'm sure I want. I, I have a feeling that we're not going to turn it off. I just feel like it's just going to be on the entire time. And even if you're flying the Mini 3 and you're only flying recreational, you're going to have remote ID, even though you don't, you're not required to. It's not so you if for. you fly a drone or a RC aircraft that does not have remote ID, you do have the option to buy add-ons. I believe the yeah. price starts somewhere around $200, drone tag or some of the other accessories yeah. you could buy as add-ons. Um, and I believe there are cheaper ones more for hobby purposes where you have to hook up. Like it doesn't come as an independent unit. You're going to have to hook up the cable to your power and you mm-hmm. know other things to make it work. Uh, so it, regardless... If you use a drone that doesn't have remote ID and you still want to play with the rules and be compliant, you can buy additional modules to make it compliant. So those yeah. are hardware options. Now let's talk about the the, the big the, the big discussion is we, we talked about this ever since remote ID you know was proposed, was about to come out. It's always what kind of information is put out to whom, right? Is it to public? Is it to law enforcement? Is it to other pilots? That's the part that's still unclear. And from my pilot team, the um, you know big concern they have is uh, some people have tested. So if you test any of um, the remote ID app, have you ever gone to you know about to pick up someone from the airport and you get one of those flight tracker apps on your phone, right? Mm-hmm. And it tells you exactly the flight you're about to pick up someone from where it is, when it's about to land, so you know when to pick them up. Because transponder information on airplanes, you can use any app on your phone and you can actually track them. You can find them. Um, Now, on the drone side, remote ID. So when people tested um, Air Sentinel or drone radar, like different apps that supposedly can, can intercept remote ID information and tell you that information, they were able to see where the drone is and they were able to see where the pilot is as well Mm -hmm. so my big question is and that's on the general public app right anyone can get that app anyone can see where the pilot is so if i'm flying a drone or if there are other airplanes in the air i understand it's important for them to know where other drones are but yeah do they need to know do general public or even the other airplanes need to know where the pilot is yeah just just from a safety perspective um in the past, we, we had one of my pilots had an angry neighbor like running up to him with a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. Although the pilot was operating entirely legally, but there was a drunk neighbor who was upset earlier on that week. Somebody else was flying illegally at the, yeah. at the block. So when my pilot showed up flying illegally, standing on the street, he became the perfect target. Uh, so in that situation, if someone really comes up and hurts the pilot while the drone is actually in the air, that doesn't sound a safe situation to me. 
Yeah, and the only time I can ever think of there, there's two. Ninety nine percent of the time, I, th- I feel like a pilot does not even know where another pilot is. I mean, they just you know where their drone is, what altitude they're at, you know where they're flying, just to stay away from them. The only time I can think of is like if you're flying in the same area and you want to like, okay, well we're this guy because we keep running into each other. Like we need to like plan this out and like talk. Well, how do like, planes talk to each other? They have radio. Maybe there yeah. should be a communication way, <laughs> right? Let's throw an instant messenger into all these apps, and you can just message another pilot. Uh, the the only other time and this is not a serious this is not a serious uh, uh, reasoning. Uh, I I just want to make friends, you know. Like maybe I just want to like go maybe find I the don't other want to be Maybe we could be friends, dude. Like I don't maybe know. Like, I don't want to be friends. Maybe I'm hey not man, I friends. saw I, I I scanned your remote ID and I found your location. Can we be friends? <laughs> okay, then maybe maybe there should be a mode on there, right? Maybe the, like uh, incognito mode or not. There should at least be an option. What if I don't want to be friends? This is not the dating app. <laughs> swipe left, swipe right on on which drone you like. Man, this guy's running a Skydio. No, oh man, Mavic Three. Yes. <laughs> but, we're judging uh, by what kind of car they're driving. Now we're judging yeah. by what kind of drone they're flying. Man, I'm gonna go there with my Inspire Three and get all the likes. All right. Um, but yeah, it, it's just one of those things where it's like, I, I understand that. Uh, if you come over thinking about how do you turn a transponder and ADSB into remote ID, it makes sense that you would have the pilot location because technically on transponder, you have the location of the pilot, which is the same as the Correct. location of the aircraft. Yeah, yeah. but so, also on, the, on that note, also, even if I know where the airplane is, I can't mm-hmm. just, I'm not Superman. I can't just fly up to the space to go talk to the pilot. But yeah. when it comes to a drone, if you broadcast where the drone pilot is, then someone could just walk up and do something to the drone pilot. Yeah. The only argument I can think of is that is that not not even argument. The reasoning of why FA would do this is the the reason is that like, well, this is for public safety. So like then don't we, give we it make to it, the general public. We, we give it it was for public safety so for the general public. Like we want to make sure concerned citizens can can deal with it with like well but well, citizen arrest the different transponders and adsb are not for general public they're used by general public because for enthusiasts like if you ever have adsb exchange or um was a flight tracker or whatever like i, I live over the airport so I, i'm on in like a lot um it's used by general aviation but it's not for sorry it's used by general public but it's not for general public so remote id while can't be used by general public should the idea of it should, that it shouldn't be for the general public to use because that's not their position like their job is not to you know find the drone pilot and intervene their job is to nothing their job is if they have a complaint file it with who they file a complaint with they don't file they don't go to the pilot itself to complain about a plane they go know, to the fda and complain that, they go to local law enforcement and complain they don't we're go to still the supposed to make a reasonable effort right i'm just thinking in the airplane or um in a vehicle if someone's driving both situations, the pilot is reasonably protected from unwanted, you know, de- um, distraction. Mm-hmm. Like if I were driving a car, yeah, someone can see me driving a car, but I can choose to stay in the vehicle, lock the door if someone wants to approach me or do something or talk to me even, right? I have I have the ability to say no, to refuse that. But in a drone situation, most of the time, pilots are standing out there. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't have anything around us to protect us, like a cockpit, like you know, yeah. a car. We're not we're not fifteen hundred feet in the air, like like we don't have separation. Like we can lock ourselves in our car, but then then you're not you can't fly a drone properly that way either. Yeah. Um, should I, I think there should be some kind of protection for the pilot. Yeah. There there in the current system there isn't, and I think it's an issue. And 
but even for the drone changes that, I don't, I don't know. Like, let's say even if we remove the pilot location, if someone really wants to find out, they could follow the drone, wait for it to land, right? Find out where it's landing, and uh, then yeah. the pilot is there. But at least in that situation, the drone has landed. Yeah, I feel like so once it gets below, at least have the ability to you know talk to you or address the situation. Yeah, and I think if this is like if it, it makes sense, if, we're, if this is just since remote ID is either there, there's really only two options. There's, there's the the three. There's the general public remote ID viewable information, and then there's the FAA only viewable information, which is who the drone is registered to, your information, your registration ID, all that stuff, um, which is what you would normally get when you look at um adsb tell numbers and stuff like that um and so if there's a third option where there was the general public there was one that was if you're in you know for public public safety and then you have one for the faa so you would just your general how everything else works is that you the law enforcement will have their special one that sees your your location of where you are and where you're landing all that stuff and the general public it's like a delayed you know like maybe it's like delayed by like 15 seconds or five seconds, something like that. So it's not real time, you know? And then you have, um, if the FAA, if the law of public safety, if the general public complains to the public safety, public safety finds your location, they go talk to you. If they need more information, they have to subpoena or they have to get a warrant or, you know, whatever it is to, to the FAA to get, per, you know, more information. General, you know, system of, of how the law enforcement works versus just, well, the general public have your information, have all your, have pretty much not all your information, but your, uh, your personal location. And it's just kind of like who needs the public safety because you can just deal with it yourself. So if they had that third option where like only public safety can see a location, this would just, would just, there wouldn't be a problem. Like I, it makes sense for public safety to have your location, but not necessarily for general public. The general public. I feel like we're, we're just continually arguing the, the same point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So at this point, uh, we have eight days come down to the original proposed deadline of September 16th. Yep. Um, and so it's important to probably take, even if there is a delay being talked about, it's important to still take inventory of what you're flying. Um, of course, our audience is mostly quadcopters and, and stuff like that. So it's pretty easy to figure out if you if you've bought pretty much any new drone in the past, I don't know, what, five, five years or so. You probably have you have remote ID compliance, um, pretty much all DJI drones, um, all Altel drones, except for the Nano. The Nano doesn't have um, remote ID, but that makes sense since, well, doesn't doesn't make sense, I guess. It it makes sense because the, the Nano is really only recreational. The purpose of it's recreational. But like if you, if you, you end up using the Nano, <laughs> Nano Plus for yeah. professional, then you have to throw a remote ID module on it. Um, but I don't see a lot of people using those for professional use. The Light Plus, though, the Light and Light Plus, which are phenomenal drones, um, especially the Light Plus, they both have it built in. So Skydio has it built in, but then also yes. if you're still flying Skydio with them not even supporting consumer products anymore, that's up to you, I guess, uh, and, and your and your needs. So whatever. Um, but make sure that you're, you're compliant still. Like, don't wait. Don't expect there to be a delay. Get ready before September 15th. They'll be ready. So here's here's my here's my final 17th. note. Here's my final note. Um, say remote ID comes into force, hmm. and say now the, the regulation or enforcement both have a way of scanning the airspace to say, uh, let's say if they're using you know aeroscope for DJI drones and they have some other detection devices, 
So they scan the airspace, they can see the drones in the airspace, and they can see which drones have remote ID turned on. Does that mean they can filter to say, okay, out of the 10 drones in the air, six have remote ID, four doesn't? Mm-hmm. Then would those be the four they go and check to see if they're actually compliant? Versus before, it would be more difficult for enforcement to say, okay, there's there are 10 drones in the air. Uh, we don't know if they're flying compliant or not. But at mm-hmm. least this gives them that first filter, right? To say which ones don't have remote ID, they can compare two systems. And then right away, they can find a reason because a lot of times for enforcement is they have to have a reasonable doubt. Right? Yeah. They can't just decide to go check everyone. So would we see increase in enforcement and fines once remote ID comes in? I want to I I don't. I say yes, because I want people to be compliant. But also the likelihood is that, that they, the enforcement is going to be just as much as it was before. Um, I believe one of the, um, the comments, someone, um, one of the vloggers made an effort to talk to their local enforcement, law enforcement agencies and ask them, um, would they, do they plan to use the uh, remote ID to track, you know, if uh, drone pilots are compliant and uh, would they enforce it? So the answer was, yes, they would use it to track, but would they enforce it? The answer is only if when there's a public safety concern. If it was a forest fire zone, if there was a, um, you know, a, a situation they're handling, like a tactical or public safety threat they're handling, then they will check that airspace to make sure they don't have just the non-compliant drones flying there while, you know, they're handling the situation. So in other words, it would be in specific situations, like they wouldn't be actively out there. Tracked. At least that's the current feedback and plan. It's not like they're going to have a speed cop, you know, positioned at uh, a specific intersections and things like yeah. that. Um, I guess we shall see. I We don't know. So we shall see. I guess we'll see both. I, we should be hearing whether or not they're delaying it soon. Uh, the conference was a couple of days ago, and they said they'll be hearing about it in the next couple of days, which for government means either end of the week or next week. Um, we are Friday now. That only leads it's Friday. Down. Very good few chance options, right? It's Friday, so it's not necessarily good news for them to delay it. So they might throw it out at the end of the day. Um, so that's a total possibility. They Anything could also at this point. Anything's possible. I mean, yeah, I, I would, I would suspect. I wouldn't be surprised if they if they throw it out at the end of the day in a press release. Um, so that might be something I'll buy off the watch today. Um, but also they could come out next week sometime with it. A delay last minute for the government is pretty not it's not surprising. Um, forcing compliance on a whole industry last minute is very much not uh, something that the government usually does. So a delay is usually it's actually I wouldn't be surprised if they delay it Wednesday next week or something like that. Like, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't be surprised at all uh, if it's like a last very much last minute. So I personally, I still believe remote ID is an important step forward for the yep. industry. It's not perfect. It doesn't like many of our questions are not answered, right? Would they create mm-hmm. other problems? Yes, it would. Would they solve, um, you know, existing some safety, existing safety issues? Yes, it would too. So there are, are several unknown factors in there and who's administering it and how are they enforcing it? You know, our general public or our drone pilots actually going compliant with it. Those are Those are all unknown factors. So I guess we shall see. We shall see indeed. Well, by next Friday, at least we hope to come back with updates on FA's on official announcement uh, before September 16th. Because I believe September 
16th is the oh wow september 16th is the saturday interesting so, yeah so it really leaves us just before next friday stay tuned we'll see you back here next friday